the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, the shepherd knows his sheep, and his true sheep follow him. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. Today, we're going to be in John chapter 10 as we continue our study, and I entitled this message, The Right Door. Have you ever been looking for the right door? Because you're going through all the wrong doors at times. You know, sometimes in life can resemble a series of doors, and with many of those doors being locked. You know, we go through life, we want to go certain paths, and we just can't seem to get through. They're locked. But some, they will try to open those locked doors like you're the big bad wolf. I'm going to huff, I'm going to puff, and I'm going to blow this door down. But what if the door that you're trying to go through in this life is locked for a reason? What if God is trying to protect you from what's behind that door? Or what about those other doors? the doors that we're not supposed to go through. We call them the secret doors. Nobody else really knows those little doors, those little cubby holes that we go into when no one else is looking. But guess what? Even those doors one day will be exposed. As the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes twelve fourteen. for God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. Know this, we should close any and all secret doors. Then there's the door of golden opportunity. But beware of that door because if it looks too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. Yes, there are many different doors in life, including the one door that's common to all of us. It's known as a revolving door of life. That's the door that many can't seem to get out of. It's the door that just keeps us in a rut, and we're going round and round, continuing in the same mundane issues over and over. Yes, God has a perfect door, though, for you and for me. And we're to walk through his door. It's called the door of his destiny. It's not like some television game show where if you answer the right question, you get behind what's door number one. Understand, God knew his plans for us before we were ever born. That's why it's so important for us to make the right choices in this life. For there are a lot of choices out there, is there not, from where we go to what we do. And God gives us the freedom to choose. Either we can pursue his will and his purpose, or we could pursue our own will and purpose. So the door that we choose to go through is extremely important for God has destined us all for a real reason. 
and a real purpose in this life. And what is that? It's to reach others like many have done before us. You go all the way throughout the Bible and men are raised up by God. Moses was called by God to deliver his people out of Egypt. David was called to take down a Goliath giant. And yes, all of these things God has done. Yes, he called David to be the king of Israel over his seven older brothers. And what about the one and only Simon Peter? He was kind of a crusty fisherman, but God turned him into a disciple and he gave the message on the day of Pentecost. 3,000 people were saved. Yes, throughout the Bible, men were set aside to do the work of the Lord. And not just us men. Oh, there were multiple women in the Bible. Women like Ruth, women like Esther, even a former prostitute named Rahab. God used her and she became the great, great grandmother of King David. Yes, today we're gonna continue in our study through this gospel of John. So let's read together. We'll pick up in John chapter 10. We'll start, of course, in verse one. Jesus said, truly, truly, or depending on what translation you have, it could say verily, verily. What that means is like a a captain on a ship saying, now hear this, now hear this. It's an important thing that he says. He says, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. And when he puts forth all of his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice and a stranger, they will simply not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Now this figure of speech, Jesus spoke to them. But they did not understand those things which he had been saying to them. So we'll stop here for a moment so we can understand what he said. You know, when Jesus spoke, I'm sure if we could just go hang out and be there when Jesus was speaking, he would sound so, you know, poetic, so biblical, so doctrinally correct. But the problem here is the people didn't get what he was saying here. Verse 6 said that the people didn't understand what Jesus was talking about. But was it really all that hard? Jesus had laid a foundation in chapter 9. Now, he's still speaking to the same people. We're coming out of chapter 9 into chapter 10, but it's the same group of people. The lesson was this, that the religious leaders of the day were blind guides. Remember, the man who was born blind in chapter 9 that we looked at last time, he was now seen. Yet the religious leaders, which could see physically, were really blind spiritually to all that Jesus was doing. And why were they blind? Well, number one, because they rejected Jesus as the Messiah, as the Savior. They rejected him for being who he really was. And number two, they rejected the miracle of the blind man now seen. And because they couldn't explain why this blind man was now seen, they just said, well, we don't even think this is the same guy. What do you mean he's not the same guy? You've known him ever since he was born. It's like, we all know who this guy was. What do you mean this isn't the same guy? So because of their unbelief, Jesus said to them in John eight forty one. this is all the same people, 
that their sin would still remain in their lives. You're not going to heaven. And now Jesus likens these leaders to shepherds. This is not some new metaphor that he's establishing. You know, a metaphor, as you know, is a figure of speech containing an implied comparison. God had referred to spiritual leaders as shepherds throughout the entire Old Testament. Listen to what God said in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. He says, then I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you on knowledge and understanding. God was talking about a future time, even the time that we live in now. He goes, I'm going to give you people that will teach you so that you can track along with them so that you can get the message in the end. Yes, God desired to raise up men and women for the purpose of ministry. But as you know, as soon as us humans get involved with something, we usually have a way of just messing it up. We'll just mess it all up. Even if we start off right, Numerous things can derail us, especially if we're successful at what we do. Because what happens to us as humans? The more success we find, the more pride and arrogance comes along with it. And and jealousy and envy and all of these things can consume us. Consider what some celebrities have said when they've made it to kind of the, the pinnacle of what they do. Kanye West said this on Jimmy Kimmel Live. He said this quote, for me... I am a creative genius. There's no other way to word it. Thank you for sharing that. What about Gwyneth Paltrow? She said this in Elle magazine. I am who I am. I can't pretend to be somebody who makes 25,000 a year. I have elevated myself. I am above the peons of the earth. Okay. Unfortunately, this is what can happen to anybody who is simply full of themselves. The Bible warns us in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18, he says, pride will go out before your destruction and a haughty spirit before you will stumble and fall. Remember, a leader's calling is to simply reach out to those who are lost around us. We're all called to be little mini shepherds. We follow the great shepherd, who is Jesus But we're like little shepherds and we're all called to reach out to those that are around us with the message of hope to the hopeless, that there's a God in heaven that loves them. These religious leaders here were filled with spiritual pride and it blinded them to what Jesus was doing. Listen to what God said to all leaders who lose sight of their real purpose and their real calling. He said this back in Jeremiah chapter 12, picking up in verse 10, he says, many shepherds have ruined my vineyard. Really? They've ruined it. It says, they have trampled down my field. They have made my pleasant field a desolate wilderness. He goes on to say, woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. He said, they're destroying it. See, they think they're building it up. See, you can see many churches. I hate to say this, but there's many churches in America that are doing more harm than good. You're thinking, well, how could that be? Because they're not telling people what they need to hear. They're telling them what they want to hear. Oh, let me tell you how wonderful you are. You're a champion. And yes, you've got your best life in front of you. And they'll tell you whatever you want to hear. Why? Because they have tickling ears. Tell us what we want. Because they're telling you what you want to hear so that you keep paying into their ministry. 
Because I want to live like a king, and I'm going to live off of your money. So I'm going to tell you what you want to hear. See, when you go to church, it should be hearing what you need to hear. It's not always what you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. Why? Because God wants to confront us on those things that are blocking us, those things that are causing us to be a little stinky, maybe, okay? So in Ezekiel chapter 34, God said this. He says, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, against those people that are trying to lead the sheep. He says, prophesy and say to those shepherds, thus says the Lord God, woe, grief, sorrow, and misery on you shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourself. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? Those who are sickly, you should have strengthened them. The diseased, you should have healed. The broken, you have not bound up. The scattered, you have not brought back. Nor have you sought for the lost, but with force and with severity, you have dominated them. You've grabbed them and pulled them in. For thus says the Lord God, behold, I myself will search for my sheep and I'll seek them out. If you're not going to do it, God says, I'll do it myself. As a shepherd cares for the herd in the day and among his scattered sheep. So I will care for my sheep and will deliver them from all the places to which they were scattered on a cloudy and gloomy day. I will feed my flock. I will lead them to rest, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost. I'll bring back the scattered. I'll bind up the broken. I'll strengthen the sick. But the fat and the strong all you religious leaders, I will destroy you and I will feed them with judgment. Wow. Now see, that was in prophecy some 730 years before Jesus is saying it right now. He's saying, you guys didn't do what you were called to do. So I had to come down and do it myself. And now in chapter 10, Jesus does this very thing as he establishes himself as the good shepherd. That's why he uses this terminology that this culture is familiar with. Understand, sheep from several different shepherds would and could be kept in one pen at the nighttime. And anyone not using the door to go in and out of that little pen, you must be a thief looking for some free lamb chops, possibly. Yet notice in verse 2 and 4, the shepherd always uses the door. And his sheep hear his voice and know his voice. Understand, today most sheep are driven. Yeah, they use sheep dogs, and, and these sheep dogs terrify the sheep, and that's how they drive the sheep by scaring them. Yet there's a personal way to shepherd. And these shepherds in Israel, they would not drive their sheep, they would lead their sheep. They had their own little calls, and their sheep would hear and follow them. Their sheep learned to hear the voice of their shepherd and trust his call. These shepherds would even name their sheep, and that's how Jesus leads you and me. He leads us with care. He leads us with concern as we grow in our relationship with him. We can not only know his voice, but we can be confident that he knows and he hears our voice. The psalmist said this in Psalm 55, 17. He says, morning, noon, and night, I plead aloud in my distress, and the Lord hears my voice. Wow. He hears my voice. And notice he said, in the morning, noon, and night. 
See, that means that like, you know, when you're, you ladies are getting ready in the morning, right? You're putting your makeup on, right? You could be talking with the Lord. See, the Bible says pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean that you shave your head bald, you put on a red robe and you go sit on a mountain in Tibet, you know, and you, hmm. No, it's just be in and out of conversation as the day goes by. So in the morning, while you're getting ready, you might be talking to the Lord while you're getting ready. Might be in the shower talking to the Lord, you know, while you're just, you know, in there. And then it's like, maybe, you know, you have your break time at 11 o'clock or two o'clock or something. And maybe you choose to use your break and just go walk in the parking lot and just talk with the Lord a little bit during the day. And then maybe, well, like you and you're in traffic on your way home, you know, getting home and there's all this craziness and traffic and stoplights and stop and go and all of that stuff. And maybe you turn the radio off for a few minutes and just talk with the Lord. See, we have like these different things where you can start hearing the voice of the Lord. But how do you hear his voice? Because in our heads, we have really about three voices. There's really three main voices. There's me. Then there's the voice of the Lord. He's much quieter than our voice. It's a very still, small voice. But you start recognizing his voice. Now, the problem is Satan comes in and he's a liar and and he's a deceiver. So sometimes he can sound like you and sometimes he can sound like the Lord. So you have, to, you have to test everything when those thoughts come in. Well, what is that? How does that line up with the scripture? And as you start reading God's word more, you start understanding what he likes, what he doesn't like. And then all of a sudden you start understanding, wait a second, that thought, that can't be from the Lord because that's against what his word says. So then you reject that. But as you develop this relationship with the Lord, you start realizing, man, that's a still small voice inside. And you start hearing his voice. Instead of the voices of all the noise in the world around us. Yes, the shepherd knows his sheep and his true sheep follow him. What a picture of how we're to follow our Lord. We're to listen to him as we follow him through this life. And what a shepherd we have. Who is like our shepherd? Jesus likened himself to living water back in John chapter four. If we drink of him, we will never thirst again. In John chapter six, Jesus claimed to be the bread of life. Those who come to him would never hunger. He claimed to be the light of the world in John eight. Those who walk in him will never walk in darkness. In Matthew 11, all those who are weary and burdened down could find complete and total rest in him. See, what he's saying is like, like if I am the living water, I am the bread of life, the things that you need to satisfy you. He's not talking about a bottle of water. He's not talking about a cheeseburger. He's talking about the things that you need to satisfy, not your physical hunger and thirst, your spiritual hunger and thirst. That thing that's inside of you that's never satisfied. I'm so bored. What do I do next? Oh, yeah, I need a new this. I need a new wardrobe. Yes, let's go out and just buy a whole new wardrobe. And you're like, yes, I love this until you get the credit card bill. And you're like, (sighs) now all of a sudden that peace is gone. That satisfaction is gone. New relationships, new this, new that. And then you got to do it again because it doesn't totally satisfy. But Jesus says, drink of me, eat of me. Seek after me. Let me light up your path and I'll satisfy you on the inside. Then when everything is falling apart around you and all of this and all that, it's like you have a peace that passes all understanding. Why? Because he's inside of you and you have that peace inside. Yes, Jesus is the good shepherd for all of us in humanity who will listen to his voice. His invitation stands firm to the thirsty. 
His invitation stands firm to the hungry, to the heathen, and to the weary. He says, come to me and hear my voice. And we will no longer hunger and thirst for the meaning of satisfaction. The sinner can be forgiven and no longer do we have to walk in darkness, but now we can walk in his light. The weary, the burdened can and will find rest for their tired souls. Yes, Jesus is the good shepherd. Can we conceive of anything more comforting than that? The only question is, will you allow him to be your shepherd? Some will say yes, but others will wonder. With all the different religions out there, how do we know which way is the right way to God? Let's read what he says in John chapter 10, picking up in verse 7. So Jesus said to them again, truly, truly, or verily, verily, I say to you, now listen up, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them, the true sheep. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and he will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and life abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Wow. Understand, there is only one way to heaven. Jesus makes this very clear in verse nine. He says, I am the door. If anyone comes through me, he shall be saved. This for a Christian is a non-negotiable. This is non-negotiable. Oh, let's just hug every other religion in the world. Let's embrace all the religions of the world. No, you can't. This is a non-negotiable. There's not a bunch of different roads that lead to God and we're all going to get to the same place in the end. No. Jesus said in John 14, 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man will get to heaven outside of me. Nobody. There's only one way. Acts 4.12 says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Among men, there's no other name. Yes, Jesus, he is the only, he is the real, he is the true and correct door that we can enter through to get to heaven. Those that try to enter another way, whether it's through a religious affiliation or by a series of good works, they will fail. They will fall short. All who claim there's another way are thieves and robbers, he says. They exploit the sheep for their own personal gain and benefit. They are wolves in sheep's clothing, charlatans, false teachers. And we see many of them. I mean, I wish you could say like, you know, the majority of churches in America are great. No, it's not like that. There's many good churches, trust me. There's many churches that teach the Bible just like we do. But there's many that would just, I'm going to tell you whatever you want to hear. I'm just going to tell you that. As long as you keep feeding me and supporting our ministry, we will tell you whatever you want to hear. And that's not what God ever called us to do. He called the shepherd to be a true shepherd. A true shepherd cares for the sheep. And he's willing to offend them to speak the truth. He's willing to do that. Why? Because that's what true love is. Isn't that what your mate does? Your spouse? And they just tell you the way it is. You know, you come out of the closet, I'm going to church like this. And they look at you like, did you just get dressed with the lights off? 
That doesn't work. That doesn't match. It's the truth though. And someone that loves you would rather tell you the truth. That's what real love is. And that's what we are called to do. Yes, those claiming to be sent from God are charlatans if they don't tell you the truth. Because they don't care about you. Just like these religious leaders in our text here, they rejected Jesus. They were only concerned about their own selfish gains. And Jesus is now wooing the people away with truth. So they're jealous of him. They only wanted to satisfy themselves. They didn't do what God had said. They didn't do what he said, like in Ezekiel 34. They were consumed with themselves. They didn't strengthen the weak. They didn't look after the diseased. They didn't help the broken. They didn't seek after those who were lost and fallen away. Yet doing those things is the calling of each and every one of us if we are true Christians. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, that's Core Church LA, one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to our P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.